So in this video, we're talking about twin flame ascension. Yes, because being a twin flame is not only about finding the one, it's not only a romantic journey, but mm -hmm. it's actually more of a spiritual journey. We are Twin Flames in Union, helping Twin Flames to Union, so make sure to subscribe. Today we will go over the different stages of the Twin Flame Ascension that we have been noticing in our lives and other Twin Flames so that you know what to expect and can kind of speed up your ascension, which of course also leads to speeding up a union with your twin flame. So the easiest way of thinking about it is kind of, this is before you've uh, reunited or reached union, is that you're kind of like an onion. So you have these different layers of, I guess you could say programming, uh, astrological, various different things like astrological influences, archetypes, past life uh, imprints, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they're kind of like layers on this onion. And what you really need to do is to start peeling these layers back and kind of unlearning everything that you've, not everything, but unlearning a lot of what you've been taught or programmed to get to the core essence of your consciousness and your soul so that you can then match the frequency of the twin flame and then attract them, reunite and, and uh, go on to ascend. So usually it starts with some, some traumatic event in your life uh, for example, me, I had a problem with my ovary and I had to go rush into hospital and then I learned the art of surrendering and healing. And you, you'll get pushed into a dark night of the soul where you realize that everything you've been taught, uh, most of it has been false. Uh, part of the hologram, part of what the elite uh, mm. have been teaching us, this is, this is life, don't look beyond that. Uh, there's no more, nothing more to learn. We're just bodies. Uh, <laughs> just bodies, yeah. Yeah. So you'll go through a spiritual awakening, realize, wow, I have so much more to learn. I'm just at the start of my journey. Uh, you start looking into YouTube videos like this, right? To learn how to ascend on your spiritual journey. So you might start looking into things like meditation, yoga, uh, lucid dreaming or something we both looked into. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of start experimenting. So you end up kind of questioning your job, your current life situation, your habits, and even maybe the people you hang around with, like kind of everything about your life. Mm. You question, you know, is this actually what I want? You know, is this really the job I want to spend my time doing? You know, eight hours a day doing, uh, I don't know, some boring thing in a cubicle. Like, do you really want that? Mm. Or do you really want to keep going and socializing with people who maybe they all they want to do is get drunk on the weekend or yeah. just complain about things? Like, is that actually what you want? And usually at this stage, you'll realize, no, that's not what I want. It's kind of weird that I did want that to begin with. And then you kind of start looking for, okay, what do I want then? What, what should I yes. be doing? And that's when you end up finding your true purpose. Yeah, because um, most of us, we've lived on autopilot for so long. Like we haven't yeah. realized we've lived on autopilot. We've been uh, living from kind of a mind-driven um, hmm. uh, place. And uh, what other people expect of us, we might have parents who said like, no, you need to go to this university or like, no, you, there's no future in this type of work. You yeah. should be more strategic and choose this instead. I think a lot of it is to do with programming. Mm -hmm. So with jobs specifically, we're kind of told uh, you need to study this. And then after you've studied this at university or whatever, then you'll have a choice between these different jobs. And like, we're never told about any other options, but really having a job is just one of many ways of making money, for example. And there's so many other better ways. It's almost one of the worst ways of making money. Yeah, so. and this, especially as a twin flame, uh, most of you will have missions where you are a guide, you are a teacher, you are a healer. So you might have your own practice, your own platform, yeah. uh, where you, like we have here on YouTube. 
I just want to say we do actually have a course called the Purpose Accelerator Program, mm. which we in which we basically teach you how to do what we do, how to take your passion or uh, purpose. Well, firstly, we teach you how to find your purpose, mm. and then we teach you how to uh, step into it and monetize it, so that you can actually work for yourself. You don't need to work for anyone else. You have abundance uh, financially, um, so you can just focus only on what you enjoy doing. So the link yeah. is in the description if you want to check that out. Yeah, because as a, as a nine to five employee, you don't have much impact. Uh, you're working for someone else. Yeah. Well, we as Twin Flames, we are way showers. We're supposed to, many of us, work for ourselves. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. So you have the independence, you have more freedom. Yeah. Uh, but even if it is some type of 9 to 5 job uh, where you're helping in some way, um, at this stage you start to you know, question your job and many of us will realize wow this is not what we wanted mm. we were both stuck in we were both unboxing unboxers yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unboxing uh, like stock in a department store in yeah stocking shelves yeah that was we didn't know it at the time but we, that was <laughs> both our first jobs so at this stage you start to question that and you look into uh, what your mission could be you might be looking into ikigai which is a japanese concept uh, finding your mission but actually even that I would say mm. I had a look at it the other day again and even that I would say it presuppose like it assumes that you want a job versus working for yourself mm. so even when you do that Ikigai test it might say your perfect job is this yeah that's good but you do also have the choice to work for yourself yeah and even if it's something completely random like let's say you really enjoy like Give me an example, something random. Um, metal worker. No, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, start. Like, yeah. Let's say you really enjoy working with uh, metal. You like metal working. You don't have to get a job as a welding engineer in some car company. You can actually just start a YouTube channel. There's mm-hmm. actually a couple of really cool YouTube channels where they just make cool things out of metal. They get millions of views and you know they earn far more money than they would have done working as an engineer. So you don't have to get a job doing that thing. Mm. You know, If you really enjoy metal work, you can make money with that in so many different ways. Yeah. You know? Art, metal art. Yeah, like there's yeah. a there's a channel where they literally just make uh like fantasy swords from movies out of oh, metal wow. and glass and it's so cool. It's like really interesting stuff. Wow. Uh so that's far more fun, I assume, for that person than, you know, welding a specific part on a car door every day for like thirty years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So at this stage, you've, you kind of have a rough idea what you think your mission is or the direction you want to go in. And you start taking baby steps on this road. You might not be already a metal artist with a million views on YouTube. Um, but you start taking steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, seeing as, I was uh, going to a psychic at the time, uh, like six months before uh, meeting staff. And she said, I will, meet, I will meet my twin flames staff when I have stepped more into my mission because at the time I was just having a nine-to-five job that I absolutely despised Um, and I started a blog it wasn't going very well but I started it I wrote a few blog posts and suddenly I get a DM on Instagram from Steph yes it doesn't have to be something big just take a few baby steps on the path you want to go so what this will do as you're shedding the layers of your onion (laughs) and you're slowly slowly stepping into your mission is that you will you will adjust and get to your core frequency. Do we have an onion? No, we don't. (laughs) We just have frozen onion. Yeah. Your twin flame is the only person, the only soul in the universe who is on on the exact same vibration as you. That is why you click so well with the twin flame. Mm. But with all these 
programming and all the traumas from past lifetimes, etc., you get on different frequencies. So eventually you start going towards the same frequency and that is when the universe can finally bring you two together. Before that, the universe can't do it because you won't be a, a vibrational match yet. So then the next step is you actually meet your twin flame. So that's a very exciting step. You get to finally meet uh, your other half and there will be instant sparks like we talked about before. You will see it in their eyes that mm -hmm. this is someone very special. And then after that, since it's such an intense experience, um, most people will experience some sort of running stage where it will be too much for one or both of the parties. Um, things will come up, wounds, it can be previous life wounds, triggerings happen, and eventually it will just be too much and there will be a separation stage. Yes! <laughs> and this running stage will lead to a dark night of the soul, um, usually for both parties. So the chaser will feel hurt and maybe start working on themselves and things they, they haven't let go of yet that they need to let go of, like some limiting beliefs. And the same with the runner. And this can be conscious or unconscious that they work through these things. And when the most important shedding of the onion has been done, then the twin flames will unite and now um, eventually permanently. And it can be a few running stages. We only had one running stage. But yeah. Some people uh, experience a few. Uh, but eventually, the, like the more work you do on yourself, the more work you do on yourself, the more open you are to the science of the universe, the faster it will go. And the work you do also affects your twin flame because you are sharing the same energy fields, you have cords. Um, so the more work you do, the faster that will get and you will reach union, finally. Yeah, so then when you actually reunite, or unite I should say, you will then usually step into a joint mission where it's a very similar type of work, very similar you know, end goal. Uh, maybe you'll even do it together like we're doing, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you'll even create your own uh, channel or business or something together. You know, or maybe you'll both go into the same line of work, um, whatever it is, volunteering with animals or yeah. making so, whatever, you know. Yeah, so we, we both have spiritual separate channels and then we have the joint um, Twin Flame Gates channel. So yeah. it, it can be something similar, but regardless, uh, you will help each other to grow, you will support each other, you will be uh, the biggest cheerleader for the other person. And it's just so valuable to have your Twin Flame on your... Uh, I want to say career journey, what, what should you say, like uh, mission. Mission, mission. Yeah, mission. For example, my income drastically went up when I met my twin flame, because uh, you're really supporting each other. I got so much support from you, uh, which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> um, and yeah, you don't have to go about it alone. And then going back to the onion thing. So the onion will keep shedding, but specifically, I didn't mention this to you before, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say something else. Uh, the onion, if you think of the, the inner layer as the core frequency, and then what you're kind of doing is peeling back the layers of programming to get to the core frequency. That's not the end of the story because, you know, we're, we're human, right? We have an ego. There's programming and all kinds of influences everywhere, like chemical, social, media-based influences, programming, societal. So what happens is the layers sometimes can come back to your subconscious. You can grow other layers. Even when you peel them all back, you can actually, without realizing it, get programmed in other ways, you know? So you have to constantly be going back to this, you know, this metaphorical onion and checking yourself and you know, saying like, have I picked up any programming that I should, that shouldn't be there? Any beliefs that aren't supporting me, anything that's holding me back? 
and it can literally be something as, as subtle as like a music video or like a film or some kind of message in a piece of media that just embeds itself in your subconscious mind. And until you dig deep and realize, you know, it might be changing a belief. It might you know, be holding you back in some way. Um, so I guess the best way of like avoiding, the, obviously do the work every now and then to check those limiting beliefs and programming. But make sure that first thing in the morning, because your brainwaves are really open then, you're, and also after meditation, um, make sure that you're not just going on your phone and scrolling through you know, an algorithm-based platform like YouTube or Instagram, or especially things like TikTok, because you're just gonna be, your subconscious is gonna absorb that and then you might pick up a belief that you don't want. Yeah, the good news though is that the more layers you shed of this onion, the the harder it is for new layers to Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The layers will be thinner. So once you peeled back the bank, the thick layers, right, you get to the, the small inner, let's call it the core frequency. Yeah. Then when you do, if you do get extra layers come, come back, like from programming or something, they'll be very thin and it'll be very easy to just pluck them away you know just like a little weed in the garden you just pluck it away yeah for example this morning um i was watching a music video um uh, die young by kesha and there was uh, loads of of uh, really dark programming in that video <laughs> so obvious as well. it was so satanic uh go and watch it later and i had watched that video when i was younger and i had just thought like oh cool video uh, but now it's like whoa it's like so obvious a really dark programming in this video yeah. uh, but because i've shedded so many layers is i didn't get programmed again once you're aware of the programming and you can see it mm -hmm. then you can decide if you want to absorb it or not you can say like oh i see what you're doing there so i'm just gonna ignore that yeah you know? and once you've united you might think like finally it's the end destination we're all good now but I hate to break it to you, but the work has just started. We are, we keep on shedding layers. We've been together almost three years now, and we're still shedding layers. We're still the universe is still leading us to different circumstances that will make us to shed more shed more layers. Uh, ascension is a lifelong journey. I mean, it's continuous. <laughs> it's mm. uh, many lifetimes. It's it's always happening. So keep staying open to the signs. And this is all leading up to the golden age where twin flames and starseeds and lightworkers will be the new leaders of Earth. So we will not have these greedy, power hungry um, people at the top, but we will be the leaders. So all the work you've done will not only help yourself, but the whole of humanity. So that is where we're going towards. And that's why it's so good to have your twin flame on your side. So make sure to do your work, make sure to stay open to the signs and uh, it's gonna lead to union and an amazing life. How's it going on your ascension journey? Are you noticing any symptoms? Where are you on the the ascension journey? Let us know in the comments and have a beautiful day. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs>